Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Craft Beer Bucket List. Thanks for hanging out with us through the break. Uh, Mike and I are super excited to be back, drinking more beers together, creating awesome content and craft beer reviews for you guys. So thanks again. I appreciate it. We got some awesome beers tonight. But before we get there, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Man, you know it's been rainy here. It's been COVID-19 here. But you know what's also going on here is beer. So... Beer is the oh, silver yeah. lining to my cloud. Outstanding. Yeah. So no, it came in like a I mean, it came in like wild, crazy stuff last night. It was blowing and raining and woke me up a few times. But overall, can't complain. Uh life is good. Uh spend more time with the kiddos. Um, you know, they're home uh, all the time right now. So it drives me crazy, but both I love it as well. And uh now I'm getting to drink some beer with my friend. Outstanding. No, I'm with you there, man. So last week we started what they're calling distance learning. I'm sure it's the same for you in Kentucky as it is here in Oklahoma. But I find myself with the new title to put on my resume, Mike. Yeah. yeah, What what title is that? I'm now a substitute homeschool teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And dad, nanny, and I'm also chef. I'm a lot of things. I know, right? So, you know, I've got to plug myself here, Mike. I just launched another YouTube channel last week called yeah, let's Everyone hear Eats. Oh, sorry. It's I, all I, about... Oh, no, you're you're fine. Uh, my bad. new channel is called Everyone Eats, and it's uh, I love to cook at home, and cooking is a passion of mine. And it's all about my home recipes and how to make those in simple three- to five-minute videos. So I encourage everyone to check out that channel. We'll put a link to that new channel in the description of this podcast. So please feel free to check it out. Give the videos a thumbs up and subscribe and uh, cook some food. I think I make some pretty awesome food. You might enjoy my, uh, my recipes. Yeah, and I already checked uh, two of them out just the other night and I thought they were pretty easy to follow along with. So I'm going to give you kudos on that is, you know, some of those cooking uh, shows and videos and whatnot, kind of a pain to watch. Um, but yours are pretty easy to follow along with. I felt like, you know, whatever you were doing, I could do um, as we went along. And uh, so so kudos, man. I think it's going to be some good stuff, and I look forward to see what you're going to cook next. Right on. Well, thanks so much for that, Mike. Yeah. But we can talk about food later on. I'm ready to dive into these beers. Why don't you tell us what we're going to be drinking tonight? Yeah, so today, uh, tonight, sorry, tonight, we are actually going to feature one brewery. Um, so we're going to have two different beers from one brewery. It's Oyster Bay Brewing Company. And I know you're going to talk to us about the the, the, the brewery here in a little bit because you actually went there. Um, so we're going to be drinking their Barn Rocker L, which is going to be our first beer, and then their Honey L, which is going to be their second beer. Um, but Ray, Ray, before that happens, before you talk about the brewery, I got this for you. Oh, man. Love that. that. I've missed that the last few weeks, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's uh, the um, the honey ale and the barn rocker ale, and the barn rocker ale is um, a, a session ale. So I'm gonna get started while you talk, tell us about the brewery. You went there, 
So tell us about what you did and what you saw, how, how you felt, the vibe, the everything. Just give us the lowdown, man. Absolutely. So uh, the Oyster Bay Brewing is in a town called Oyster Bay. It's on the north end of Long Island. Uh, I think I want to say it's in Nassau County. So it's not too far east out of the island. But what I didn't know was the rich history of the town and how the brewery lands in the middle of it. Uh, that was a huge highlight for me. It's in, a, it's in an old building, very unsuspecting in downtown. I actually missed it twice driving by it. Um, very small front, which is cool. Once I found it, I, was, I went right in. It's like, ah, I'm in a brewery. Uh, as you walk in, there's a, a long hallway. And off to your right is the, the brew house. So, I mean, all the bright tanks, the, the, it just everything is right there. You can just see it. You can almost touch it. It's fantastic. Uh, you walk right by their canning operation, uh, which currently is, is fairly limited. Now, they only can uh, three varieties of beer currently. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so, but it's pretty cool. You get to see all that. And then you know, the brewery opens up to a nice seating area. They've got a long bar, uh, which would, is to be expected uh, where all the taps are at. And it was just a super chill vibe. Uh, like you would expect at any brewery anywhere else. Um, so they totally fit the bill there. The beer tender was a super cool chick. And uh, I'm terrible at names. I wish I could remember her name, but we had a fantastic conversation. Uh, there were several several other patrons there sitting at the bar. And uh, they kind of invited me and took me in as a local. And we just had a, a fantastic conversation. And uh, that's where I learned about all the cool history in Oyster Bay. Um, two Two key highlights for me. Um, you've heard of Benedict Arnold, I'm sure, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. So not far from the brewery um, is a house where he was caught with his treasonous axe. Like they caught him in Oyster Bay, like yeah. working with the, the British or whatever. And it's like, holy cow, that's like right there. I, I didn't realize that's where I was. Um you know, Teddy Roosevelt is from there. And there's a lot of Roosevelt statues in history there. Um, but you're a fan of Billy Joel, right, Mike? I, I'm a bigger fan of Teddy Roosevelt. No, I, yeah, I'm, I like Billy Joel music. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's so, cool, though, man. I, I like him a lot. Fred is oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, great, great guy. Uh, but Billy Joel, he has a, a boat parked at Oyster Bay, has a huge house there. And uh, one question quiz for you, Mike. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Random here. Can uh, you tell me the name of Billy Joel's daughter? Oh, man. I cannot. Hold on. Let me think about this. It's with Kim Basinger. Is that who, who is, he was married to for a little bit? Is that right? Or Christy Brinkley? Uh, that, no, I don't know. <laughs> you caught me. I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, hit me, Alexa. Alexa. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Did not know. So, yeah. So he, he, he also was married. He was married to a supermodel, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go. So, so I failed the quiz. I, I apologize. Yeah, it's all good. It was totally random. Right. Uh, but he has a big uh, or a huge boat, also named Alexa, that sits on Oyster Bay. And our friends here at Oyster Bay Brewing also have an IPA, aptly named Alexa. Uh, one that is not featured on the podcast tonight, but was a fantastic beer. I was sure to have that in the flight of beers I had when I was there. And it was a delicious IPA. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I love how the brewery incorporates so much local history and whatnot. 
and some cool pop culture stuff to what they have and produce. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's, you, you know, Billy Joel has such a great catalog of music too. So I feel like, you know, if he's kind of the local thing there, that there's so much more uh, gold they can mine out of that with some different beer and stuff like that. So that's super, that's pretty cool, man. That's a, uh, you know, I've never been there, but it makes me want to go. And you've talked so, so much about that general area, not just Oyster Bay, but other places around there. And I really want to get up there sometime. I really do. Yeah, like it's a really great, like even this beer mic that we're about to, to drink and review, I heard you crack yours open. But if we look at the can, uh, right on it says the official partner of the New York Islanders, uh, which is a pro hockey team. So I got to be honest with you. I don't watch hockey. I don't keep up with hockey. I don't follow hockey. Um, about the closest thing I've ever come to being a hockey fan, so to speak, is um, is it the Tulsa Oilers? Went to a few right. of their games back, golly, maybe late 90s. And I had a great time, but it's just, you know, when I was growing up, there was no hockey around. So I'd grown up as a kid in Texas, there was no hockey to be found. And I remember when the 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 Minnesota Stars or Minneapolis Stars, whatever, anyway, when I moved to Dallas, which was, that was probably in the mid nineties, right? Um, it became a bigger deal, but so, I mean, but at that point I was already kind of past the, the point of, you know, having a new team, having a new sport. So I was just never been in a hockey, but I know up there hockey means everything. I mean, it's a big deal, right? So absolutely it is. So to be like the official partner of the New York, you know, the official beer partner of the New York Islanders, I think is a pretty cool to, I think it's a, a good thing for local folks, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I couldn't agree more. So do you, so being in Oklahoma, what, what's the official beer of the Oklahoma city thunder? You know what I mean? So I do, they have one in a, I should know this off the top of my head, Mike. And you know what? I don't No. So what I, I guess what I'm going for is, you know, I'm, I'm about to pick on some sports teams cause, and I love sports. I watch all kinds of sports except for hockey, obviously, but, a lot of them have like, uh, you know, Budweiser, Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, um, you know, all those things, right? And w- which is whatever. These people pay big money to be the official beer of whatever team they are. To see the New York Islanders, a hockey team, pick a microbrewery, I don't microbrewery or you know craft brewery or whatever you want to call it for their official beer means a lot to me. Um, I don't. Like I said, I'm not a big hockey guy, but I automatically think it's pretty cool that the New York Islanders did this when they could probably go out and get a lot more uh, money from Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller, whatever, right? So I think it's pretty cool. You know, that's my take on it. And, and, And I know other teams don't necessarily do that. So anyway, I like this beer, man. I'm with you. Oh, man. You know what, Mike? I'm sorry, dude. Oh, there you go. You're running a little Just bit Just open mine. I was trying I to talk so that you could uh, crack it open and get some drinks going. Mm. So, uh, Barn Rocker L is 18 IBUs, but it's 4.5% ABV is, is, I think, what I read. Let me go back to it. Where did I see it at? I thought it yeah, was on right the can on the it can. It says 4.5%. It is. Yep. 4.5 and 18 IBU. So 
they describe it as a crisp session ale made with the finest ingredients to create the perfect hockey beer. And I'm telling you, so it's, it's kind of malty uh, as far as the smell goes. Um, the, the, the taste does not, for me, doesn't match up with the nuttiness as much or the maltiness as much as the nuttiness as much. Um, but it, you know, it's got, it's got, it's a very sessionable, even killed beer. Um, you get just enough of that malt backbone that it's drinkable. Uh, I think you could crush several of these. Um, you know, it's not, you know, it's not too dry. I mean, it's right there. This is, I think this is when they were trying to create a beer for this moment, I think they did a good job. No, I, I agree. This is uh, one of those diverse beers. You know, it's going to fit a lot of uh, flavor profiles for people. Uh, this, for me, this is a backyard barbecue burger. I would totally enjoy one of these in a big plastic cup at a game. Uh, it's not a winter warmer by any means, but I could drink this in the, in the winter and enjoy it. I think this is a good summertime, springtime beer. This is just a... I'm just like, wow, I'm kind of blown away by this at how many things I would use this beer for. So you're saying it's a spring summer beer. When I, when I first drank it, the first thing I thought was early fall. So when I'm thinking early fall and the beers I like to drink in the early fall was something like this, but the, you know, like a Boston lager, right? Uh, that's, that's a great early fall. You know, it's September um, or, you know, around that time frame, right before the Oktoberfest beers start rolling out. Um, or maybe you're a little bit in that time frame, right? That's when I would like to drink. That's when I want to have a beer like this. So, um, but you know, as you said that, and as I'm sitting here talking about it, I'm sitting here thinking like, I, I don't know. I think I could drink this anytime. You know, you get, you're out there, like you said, you're out there by the grill, making some burgers, drinking some beers. This would be one of them, right? No, absolutely. It has just enough flavor. It fits the bill for everything. Yeah, it's not so dark that you can't drink it in summer, and it's not so light that you can't enjoy it when it cools off in winter. Yeah. It's like, well, the, wow, I'm really kind of uh, happy about This is one I didn't try when I was at the brewery, uh, and I'm glad I didn't because I'm getting to enjoy something new from Oyster Bay Brewing again. And it's like, heck yeah, man, this is a fantastic beer. And it's totally crushable, dude. Totally crushable. Yeah, so there's something that was in the description that I read off, you know, it says, so to read it again, it's a crisp session ale made with the finest ingredients to create a perfect hockey beer. So I, what, the part that stands out to me is the crisp session ale. I mean, it is, it's, it's light and snappy with that maltiness and the nuttiness. And I think it's, I mean, and it's not overpowering, but all that kind of blends together. I think the crisp aspect of it really kind of brings it together and you're, you can really, you know, as we like to say, you can smash several of these, man. This is a good pickup, man. You, you you bought this at the brewery. I did. So they have a. They only have three beers, and this is when I was. It's been about a month since I've been there. Who knows what's changed? Uh, but they only have three beers available um, for sale in cans, and so I picked up uh, two of each. I wanted to make sure that I had one for myself and one to also send to you. Well, I gotta say, I so think it was a good pickup, man. Yeah. So. Well, hey, um, do you mind if I go ahead and crack the honey ale? No, go for it. This mic is done with the barn rocker. Well, I've still got just a little bit left. Like this is such an easy beer to drink. And Mike, before we, we got to, before we go on any further, man, we got to talk about the carbonation. 
I know that's your thing. Uh, you know what? I you you know what? We actually we'll go back. The carbonation is really d- done really well. I think um, it's it's not it's it's got a little bit more carbonation than than some beers, but I think because of the type of beer and the timing you're drinking, all that it works well. But it's not over carbonated. I think it's on point. Well done. Um, but I, we missed a couple other things. So what what do you think about the carbonation? So I think it's on point. Uh, it has just enough. It gets the job done, and it's not so carbonated. Like I'm not. I don't feel like I'm going to get bloated on this beer. I think it's just the right amount for the canning process and to keep the flavor where it needs to be. And uh, I'm 100 percent good with that. I know you talked a little bit about food, but what would you? What food would you pair with this? So for me, I want a Long Island, and I'm being not specific, but there's New York pizza, and then there's Long Island pizza. And uh, I want Detail. a big slice of New York or Long Island, New York slice pizza. And my favorite when I'm out there is buffalo chicken. I want a huge slice of thin, crispy crust, buffalo chicken pizza, and a couple of these beers. That's what I want. So I'm not, I want to argue with that. You know, what I was thinking of is um, some barbecue potato chips. I, I don't know why. I just, when I drank this, I was like, you know, this would go well with some barbecue potato chips. It, that would go well with that. So, all right. So before we move on, zero to ten, what do you rate the beer? Eight point five. All right. I was going to give it an eight. I think those are both solid ratings. Eight and eight point five. For me, it's a very solid beer. Uh, to get into the nines and you know, or get much higher, it's got to be something super special. And I think it's solid. I just don't think it's anything uh, super unique or anything like that, right? No, it fits the beer style very well. It has everything I want in a session ale, so I'm I'm happy to give it the the rating I have. But I'm with you. Um, I want to have something that I've never tasted before, or just be completely blown away. And as much as I love this beer, I would keep buying these until I'm done being able to buy beer. Um, it didn't quite get that high of a wow factor, but dude, an eight point five is a hell of a rating. Yep. Okay, so I jumped again before. Uh, now I'm just ready to jump because. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at it. Uh, you ready to move on? To, move on to the honey ale now. Um, maybe we should do that. But I got one one question oh for you, Mike. Gosh, Ray, you're I got a question me. for you, Mike. Sure. So, Mike, are you excited about owning a dairy one day? <laughs> you know, if if I ever get the chance to own a dairy, I'd be very happy. Uh, do you know what makes me happy, Mike? Dairies. Oh, you dirty little jerk. <laughs> that sound makes me happy, Mike. That <laughs> hey, makes me happy, Mick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was raised on the dairy. That's right. Oh, gosh. So, bam, bam, bam. Anyway, so we both just cracked open the honey ale, again, from Oyster Bay Brewing. And uh, just a, a little bit about the beer up front. This is a 22 IBU, 5.2% ABV, golden ale made with the finest ingredients, including honey. Honey, honey. Ooh, 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 Oh, so you have, a ch- have you had a chance to take any of this in yet, Mike? I did. Oh. 
So what was the other beer that we had with Corey at the end of season one that had honey in it? Was it, it was a honey nut breakfast stout from a Catawba, right? Something like that. That is right. So, so this is going to sound harsh and I don't mean it harsh is to me, the honey really worked well with the stout beer. This one, I think it tastes good. But I don't know if the, you know, I think the honey isn't pulling the weight that you think it would. Does that make sense? Am I making it? It does. Sense? Okay. I, so I like it. I think it's a good tasting beer. And it's made with real honey, which I like. I'm hoping it's locally sourced honey on top of that. And it tastes fine. But with a beer like this, it seems like. It's a little light on the honey, which maybe was the purpose because it's a it's a, supposed to be a lighter beer, right? But gold nail. I don't know, like. But on the other hand, because it's not overly sweet, so it's not too pressing. I kind of like it that way too. So I'm here. I'm sitting here changing my mind, Ray. I'm flip flopping, waffling. No, it's all good. You know, for me, if it says honey on the can, I want to taste honey. And me and my taste bros pick up no honey. I'm not getting it in the aroma uh, right out of the can. I'm not tasting it. If it wasn't on the can, I wouldn't know it was there. Okay. I'm getting a little bit, but it's just not, like I said, it's not pulling its weight. So, I don't know. It's To me, and, and I say this, and I like people that do local. So, like, when I have a beer, they say, well, the hops are local hops, Right. Which sounds great, and I support that. But overall, what, does the beer taste any different because you got your Cascade hops here, or from Oregon, Washington, or whatever? Right? Like, so is there? Can I tell a difference? Probably not. Right? If it's cat, if it's the same hop, whatnot. So, right. to me, I kind of feel like maybe this is kind of doing the same thing. Do they do they add something to the beer just to say they added it? without really doing a whole lot. And I'm getting a little honey on it, so I'll appreciate it. But like you, when I when I hear of honey ale, I'm expecting a, the, the flavor to be a little bit more present. And I just, this one's kind of not there yet for me. Right. And so I'm not expecting it to be like a mead. I'm not looking right. for it to be like that. But yeah, it's on the can. Uh, and the can art matches. It has a fantastic golden honey color to go with it. Yeah, so even visually, I'm like thinking, ooh, this is going to be, you know, nice and sweet, some nice honey notes. And I didn't get that. It's almost, and you know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not a brewer, Mike. You know that. Uh, but I feel like they just made a golden ale and maybe added some honey in at some point. Didn't really change yeah. the recipe otherwise to incorporate it. Um, <clears throat> again, that's just my two cents. I could be way off the mark with that. It's still the beer. Is, it's fantastic. Golden ale is delicious. Yeah. Um, I'm just not getting any honey notes, which is not horrible. It's disappointing because I wanted the honey, uh, but it's still the good beer. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of the, the, the aromas, um, you know, like the, the little bit of a honey and malty aromas coming out of it. Right. Um, and a little bit of the hoppiness, the, the grassy floral, I don't know, maybe not I say that. And I, maybe I got a little bit of that and maybe I didn't. I got a little, you know, a very, very little bit. So, I mean, it, it's good. Um, what I think, something that works well for the beer, 
because I don't want to sit here and just, you know, say it's terrible because it's not, is the, the body. It's, it's medium bodied. Um, the carbonation's on point again. Um, it's not too heavy or too light as far as the body goes. Um, it's also just like the barn rocker. It's very crisp and, you know, they've, they've done a good job there. It's, you know, which makes it a little bit easier to drink. Um, being that it's not too sweet and it's kind of crisp and it's got the right amount of carbonation. So a lot of things are well balanced here. I think you and I just both would say that the, the honey doesn't come through like we expected. No, agree, agreed. So um, what kind of food would you pair with this? So almost echoing what you said, like this for me is a good snacking beer. Um, I wouldn't, this isn't a meal beer for me. Um, I'm thinking like, a, you know, a bag of Gardettos. Yeah. I think would be really good with this. Yeah. Uh, nice crunch. You know, it's a not, not too sweet. There's nothing really sweet in those. Not too salty. A lot of bready components. And like, especially those little rye thin, little, the crunchy things that we all like so much, I think would go great with this beer. I would really enjoy that. Well, I think I was thinking about some different like cheeses, you know, so this is such a light flavor, easy flavor. I think it, some pretty bold cheeses would go well with it. What do you think about that? I can see that. Um, <clears throat> I would go with a more mild cheese with a beer like this. I don't want anything like too sharp um, or blue cheese for me on something like this would be out. The brie is out. Uh, you know, cheddar, a sharp cheddar would be too much. I'm thinking like maybe a Havarti. I was thinking Munster. Or a Munster, even, yes, a nice Fontina, uh, some Edam, maybe, a Gouda. I mean, and just those light, light cheeses, easy to eat, a little softer. I think yeah. it would go great with this beer. Yep. So, overall, um, what would you give the rating on this beer? So, uh, if I take the honey aspect out of it and just rate it for being a golden ale, I'd give it a 7.5. That's still a very respectable score. Um, I've, I've certainly had better golden ales, but this one's still delicious. Um, I would put it on the craft beer bucket list. I think it's worth having folks give it a shot. Uh, maybe other people's palates would pick up more on the honey notes where I just didn't. So still solid, respectable score. Uh, not my favorite, but again, one I would absolutely encourage everyone else to try. So I'll give it, I'll, I was going to give it a seven, um, kind of along the same vein as I think it's a, it's a good golden ale. Um, I think it's very drinkable, um, but it did lack in the honey aspect, which is on the name, which is on the can. Um, and, you know, other than that, I, I could drink several of these. I, you know, if I, if I, I don't know what the price point on this was, but, you, you know, generally when you get some, some ingredients like that, the, the price point goes up a little bit. And I'd just be disappointed there if the price was a little bit higher as well. So overall, I think the, the can art, is a, I like both the can art on both of these beers. Pretty simple to the point. Um, I think the the logo being prominent with the whale tail on there and all that kind of stuff. I think that you know the uh, when you see it on the shelf and whatnot, you're you know you're gonna be drawn to it and whatnot. So I think the can art's pretty pretty point point. Blah, on point. Goodness. Um, but overall, I'll give it a seven. You give it a seven and a half. That's not bad. Yeah, right? man. Not at all. So just to kind of do a recap of uh, the, the two beers we had from Oyster Bay Brewing Company, and I'd, check, I'd, I'd encourage everybody to check them out. You can, they're at Oyster Bay Brewing uh, on Instagram and Oyster Bay Brewing minus the G for on brewing because Twitter has a short handle. So 
Check them on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and they're even on Facebook under Oyster Bay Brewing. But you can check them out. They've got a uh, they got a cool little uh, website and got good social media. We tried the Barn Rocker and the Honey L. Ray and I uh, give the Barn Rocker an eight point five and an eight, and then we give the Honey L a seven and a seven and a half. Um, all good scores across the board, and uh, we think both of these should go on your craft beer bucket list, right? I couldn't agree more. He concurs. The man occurs. The man concurs. I can't talk. It's it's what it is. <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah. That's one thing I love about our podcast, Mike. We always keep it real. We keep the yeah. little flubs in there just because I think that's more relatable. Everybody makes mistakes. We trip on our words, and uh, I, I don't hide that in the editing. I keep it real, man. Yeah, as, as uh, we have a friend, Ray, his name is Ron Gurley. He used to always say, you got your merds wixed up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Know. You remember him saying Good that? Good old Ron Gurley, man. Yeah. Good dude. Good dude. Well, hey, uh, I want to say thank you for so much for hanging out with me, Ray, and trying some beers. Absolutely. Thank you, man. So I'm glad that we're, we're running on season two. Season one was a blast. Uh, again, we took a, a few weeks off. Now we're rolling into season two again. I'm excited for this. Another 25 episodes of drinking amazing craft beer from all across the country. And of course, the, the engagement on social media, we've made a, a good number of good friends and new friends. And uh, I look forward to just continuing that momentum forward uh, as we as we move on with season two here. Yeah. Well, I'll say thank you and I'll let you take it out, Ray. All right. Sounds good, my dude. So I want to encourage everyone, if you travel up to Long Island, New York, be sure to add Oyster Bay Brewing to your list of spots to stop and check out for the first time. If you live in Long Island and you haven't been out to Oyster Bay Brewing, go check out something new in your neck of the woods. I highly encourage it. And if the folks at the brewery get a chance to listen to this, thank you for the hospitality and taking me in as a Long Islander and just showing me a good time and being respectful and friendly. I appreciate that. So enough of all that stuff, guys. Thank you for listening to episode one of season two. I certainly appreciate you all. Be sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, guys, please don't drink and drive. Right now, we're still stuck in the quarantine. Do your best to stay at home. Let's flatten the curve together. I'll give you guys an over-the-internet cheers as we're doing this. And uh, we will see you on episode two. Later, guys. Adios. Adios.